Blog Talk Radio. It's the Gridiron Studs Show and the promo that's got the flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Calamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up. Give us a call. We're waiting here to talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around. No time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts, Amo and Chad, with your breakfast toast. It's Football Friday, Episode 12, Season 4. How about that? Sounding official there, aren't I? <laughs> you didn't really you didn't really count those up, did you? I did. I did that all by myself. I didn't need the resident accountant of the Gridiron Stud Show to do that. Should be very, very proud wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. What made you do it is a bigger question. I've uh, been doing it. You know, if you kind of paid attention, uh, you would have seen that. But, hey, you know, whatever. You know, life, life. Uh, I don't pay away. attention. Wait a second. I think it's season five. I think you're wrong. Well, there you go. They're a typical accountant um, <laughs> messing with the numbers. Hey, we're not messing with this number. Last night there was a football game involving a team who didn't like where they were ranked on Tuesday. Uh, it's not going to matter anymore for Louisville. Ranked number five. Don't know what you'll be ranked now after Houston completely takes you behind the woodshed. 36-10. to 10. Amo, what do you make of that? You know what I make of it. I called you last night to tell you what I was going to make of that. Did hey, I not? listen, I heard you on that. Amo, everybody worries about where they are in the polls. Everybody. Everyone within reach at this point in the season worries about where they were in the polls. It's not worrying internally. It's when you start complaining and saying, oh, my God. I, which, by the way, the polls, that's a different conversation we'll have a little bit later. They were a little weird this week. It was like last weekend didn't occur. But um, when you have – when you start letting it – infect your preparation and it becomes a you know this constant topic outward I think it hurts a team because they forget usually those things are for the most part they tend to work them work themselves out like who really cares if Ohio State and Michigan are in the top four they're playing each other one of them's falling out of the top four so you go out you take care of what you have to do well, I no think they overlook hey, stop stop hold on hold on flag on the play okay um, throw me a flag yeah, here's the flag, all right? Um, if you're Louisville and you just watched the number two, three, and four team in the country lose and they didn't move, um, you know, there's no guarantee that Ohio State of Michigan would move if they play to – we talked about this on Monday – if they play to a, a three-point loss in the game, either one of them. There's, there's no, no guarantee. guarantee. There's no. You're right. There is no guarantee there's a – pretty high probability if you went out impressively that uh, you'll have nothing to worry about. Sure. Sure, they said. Well, Louisville needs well, not worry. Well, it doesn't matter. Anymore. Because here, here's, what, here's the favor that everybody did for the University of Houston last night. They took a look at the stink bombs they threw up against. I can't even say a stink bomb against Navy. Navy's a tough team to prepare for. They're a good team. Every year they're winning seven, eight games. They run that option. They lose that game. The stink bomb was SMU. And everybody figures, okay, Houston's home. Look at this. They lost to Navy and SMU, and in comes Louisville. And they make Louisville. That game goes off. 
with them as a 17-point favorite at Houston, a team that we saw dis- you know, pretty much in that first game dismantle Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's turned into a pretty good football team. I mean, you know, their only other loss was to Ohio State, who we just mentioned is number two in the country. So they give Houston 17 points at home. Now, I'm not going to tell you I thought Houston was going to win the game by almost four touchdowns. That I didn't. But I had a pretty good inclination that that was not going to be a blowout for Louisville. Um, no, I, I, I think you thought off rip Houston was going to win, if I can give you that much credit today. Uh, I had, I, let me split it, let me put it this way. I felt they had a really good chance. Now, obviously, when you start to see a line go up to 17 points, you wonder, are you missing something? Maybe they can't win, but I just didn't think it would be, you know, I mean, I thought that was nuts. 17 points to an eight and two football team. That's that with that. The previous season was 11 and two. Of course, but they also own wins against Florida state, Oklahoma. I mean, they're not, I mean, this is not a team that is just like, you know, beating up on the competition in their league, running up their record. They've beaten some good programs in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, going into the game, you're talking 19 and four over the last almost two, two seasons. And you're going to give them more than two touchdowns on their home field. That to me seemed crazy. So I was worried maybe I'm missing something here. <laughs> I think it just goes to show you just how much of a difference there is, especially in college football, from when you are a favorite and, and when you are an underdog, especially for a program like Houston. Yeah, I think I think it helps you muster up everything during the week. I mean, fans often miss something, you know. The game is not necessarily won on Saturday or Sunday. I mean, once people step on a field, their competitive juices kick in. I think almost every athlete that steps on a field, save maybe Jay Cutler once in a while, um, gives a damn there about we go. what they're doing. Jay Hell, I remember pl- yeah, of course. I remember playing rec basketball, and believe me, I'm not a good basketball player. But once you start running up and down the court, you, you want to win. I don't care if you're on the worst team in the league. That said, the preparation in, in these sports is what allows you to win. So if you didn't prepare up to the game, I don't care how much you want to win on Saturday or Sunday, it usually doesn't happen. So I think when you're an underdog, it gives you that laser focus, for, especially, as you said, for a program like Houston – who kind of at this stage in their maturation needs that, you know, us against the world mentality still. You know, they're not Alabama. They're not Ohio State. They're not used to being a front runner. Um, yeah, you're right. They're, they're not used to that. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Where does Louisville go from here? Uh, I mean, could they tank the season? I mean, that's a serious disappointment. Well, last I mean, what do they have? They have they have, they have a, a a game left, and then they're going to play a bowl game. I mean, they're still oh yeah, the bowl know, game. In... The bowl game's one you got to worry about. Uh, hopefully, they go to something that, um, I yeah, I'm I'm I don't want to use the wrong word here, but a a good a good bowl game that they could get fired up. I don't want to see a downtrodden Louisville go in there and lay down in a bowl game because you know of what just happened here to them. Here's why I don't think they will. They're lucky in the way this lays out for them. Okay. Their only loss coming in was to Clemson, who most likely if they don't do another Clemson on us, we'll end up in the playoff again. Um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Houston's going to end up a, a, a 10 and three or 11 and two team again. They get to play Kentucky next week, which is a beautiful thing for them at home. They can wipe away the stench of this loss playing their rival from the Southeast Conference. 
I have a feeling Petrino will have no problem getting them up for that game. Then they get some bowl prep time. They'll probably end up in a decent bowl game. They're not going to end up in a December 21st game. Um, they'll end up in a nice game. Hopefully the opponent is somebody that they're excited to play, and I, I think they'll be ready for it. Listen, I'm going to tell you all year, I was not as excited about Louisville as other people. I love the quarterback. I mean, I think he's phenomenal. For some reason, I just – I don't know. I just wasn't that excited about the team like other people. You're going to tell me schedule. you weren't excited about Louisville after the Florida State game? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, loved what they, I loved what they did to Florida State, and, and I'm never going to take away a win against Florida State, but I kind of had the feeling of, with Florida State that you've had for quite a while, probably even longer than me that you've had it, in that I feel Florida State right now, you're getting a lot of name recognition, of course, for beating Florida State, but I'm not sure – they didn't they're, just beat the name. They, I know they beat him senseless. I know they beat yeah. him like they beat him like there was no tomorrow. I get it. I just I go through the schedule again. There's Florida State, the Clemson game they lost, although they played well. And in between, you got a lot of Charlotte's, Marshalls, Dukes, NC State's, Boston Colleges, until they ran into Houston last night, who took them apart limb from limb. So, do I think Louisville's a good team? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure they were necessarily a playoff team, but that's me. I mean, other people like them more than me. Let's talk about some other things that are uh, in, the, in the buzz in the news. Uh, w- while you were away in the middle of the week, Tony Romo had a press conference, uh, read a pretty much a prepared statement, um, pr- saying in, in, in not so many words that this is Dak's time and that, uh, you know, he realizes he's a backup and he won't be a distraction to the team. That was, I think that was Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday came along. People are not um, – he's being, he's being um, attacked. He's being criticized. Um, and people aren't really believing um, his – Well, it depends who you're listening to. Some, some, some are criticizing, but many are hailing it as some of them. I mean, I've read several articles. I didn't send them to all to you, but that were different people have said it was one of the best whatever kind of spe- stepping back speeches they've ever heard. I mean, it's in terms of, you know, the – I mean, he admitted it was hard. I mean, if it, listen, if he was standing there saying this wasn't hard, you wouldn't even want him on your team because any athlete, that, especially a guy that was a star for a decade, that tells you it's not hard to see themselves replaced is lying, or they're just not that good. They're, you know, so nobody. Take your cow- take your cowboy fan hat off for a minute, and do you understand any of the attacks that have come his way? Uh, I'm I'm not sure what else the guy could do. Here, here's here's the, the the situation he's in. Well, you know, there is talk out there that he went and asked to compete for his job, or he wanted his job back. Was told he did. no, and then well, then, of course, then what came. would you do? He didn't make a big stink about it. I mean, I, I read a great article by Peter King, which I threw up yesterday, because uh, King's actually one of the few national writers that over the last three decades that I've been old enough to understand what he's saying. I actually respect a lot of the stuff he says because he's not just throwing out rumors and innuendo most of the time. He's got tight relationships with a lot of people inside NFL circles going back to the Parcells days. So I respect King, and King basically said he talked to Stephen Jones on Wednesday on a cell phone. Jones was driving and said, yeah, Tony came to us, and he said with a lot of reverence to Jones, said, listen, we just said, he said, Tony's a smart guy. He 
said he's a very smart guy. And I, I, I think the words came out of his mouth, and, and within as they were leaving his lips, he almost realized this isn't going to work. I mean, Stephen said, you know, we, we said Tony, you know, we can't have a quarterback competition in November, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> no, we can't. We right. So, but, but I mean, uh, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta remove yourself from the fandom and put yourself. I try to even with these guys anymore as I get older. You know, put yourself in the human part of it. The no, guy's been no, a good soul. Don't do that. That's not what we do. Hey, man, it's I, 2016. Okay, that's not what we do yeah. anymore. Cut it out. Well, that's what I do. The guy, the guys, the guy's been a great player for a long time for them. He's been a good soldier when he's out. By all accounts, Prescott said he's helped him. He hasn't given him the Brett Favre cold shoulder that he gave Aaron Rodgers over the years. They have a good working relationship. Of course Romo wants to get his job back. The the dude was sitting there deep down inside, like he said, knowing that this is probably the best team he's going to ever have played on when he was in Dallas coming into the year. He's like a a kid that they, you know, when you're 16 and your dad's wealthy and he brings you home like a sports car, okay? He's looking and saying, oh, my God, you know, I got this. And he gets hurt. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's that side of him that still thinks, man, this could be me. And maybe it could be. We'll never know. You can't just assume that if Tony Romo was the Cowboys quarterback, they would be 8-1. and one. You can't assume that. Definitely can't. Um, there's no doubt about that. But um, people are going to do it anyway. So, you know, what are you to do? Well, you know, I think he he handled in my mind. He did what he listen. He got the answer that he needed to hear from 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 Jerry's mouth and Stevens and and Garrett's and those guys are all. I mean, from from what I've read over the years, they're tight. It's it's beyond. Like, listen, he's been there. People don't realize he's been in Dallas longer than Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was there for twelve seasons. This is Romo's fourteenth season with the Cowboys. He's tight with yeah. these guys. So so they sat back and said, listen, you know. They, they love the guy. I mean, I'm sure with Jerry, it's almost like a son at this point. But, you know, you say to somebody, hey, you know, like, we, what are we going to do? And the guy gets it. So what's he, he did the right thing. He went out and said, I don't want to be a distraction. So you're going to ask me questions. Stop asking Jerry questions. Here's the deal. I, I get where we're at. Let's go forward. I, I, I don't know what else he can do. have got to get through that Minnesota – New York Giants back-to-back, and then I think we'll kind of know where they are. Because once you get to the playoffs, it is what it is. If Dak's starting, um, there's no turning back on that. He, if he t- loses in that first playoff game for whatever reason, he's inexperienced, blah, 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 it's, it's over. Uh, and if he wins, of course, you know, everyone's happy and you just continue to keep going. I just really – I'm going to point to that Giants-Vikings back-to-back, and that's uh, where I think that's the, that's the stormy waters right there for the Dallas Cowboys. If they can get to the other side of that without any real drama breaking off between these two guys, then I think the Cowboys are good to go. Um, fumble around in those two games. Prescott has maybe one or two bad performances in those games, and uh, they happen to lose. Then I think the uh, the ship takes on some water. Agree or disagree? Well, maybe. It's not unheard of, though, for a veteran to save a team in the playoffs. I mean, it's happened many times in the history of the NFL, and – He's a good guy to have in the bullpen. You never know what could happen. People forget just because Prescott's 23 doesn't mean he can't get hurt either. And, of course, I don't wish that on him because I'm a big Dak fan. But, I mean, anything can happen. Remember, these guys are pretty big, and when they hit you, it hurts. So it can Are you happen. buying into you any have a- of these stories uh, where – not stories, but, you know, people putting it out there, uh, the Tony Romo, Knicks, Jets quarterback, Tony Romo uh, going to the Cardinals – 
Do you do you buy into any of that? Uh, to a degree, I think there's only a couple landing places you could see him at. For me, I could see him maybe if if the Cardinals for some reason are able to and decide to move on from Carson Palmer, um, maybe in a place like that, maybe in a Denver. But here's where Denver I struggle with seeing the sense there. I know people like to say. Well, they rode Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl. This could be the second coming. You know, Elway won his two at the end of his career. But here's the problem. They've got two young guys there that they're pretty, you know, pretty emotionally and, and overall invested in. I mean, they, they used a ton of capital to move up into the first round to get uh, Paxton Lynch. The kid playing for them now is only 24 years old. I mean, if you're John Elway, you, you've got enough of a leash there that you don't have to mortgage your future to 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 get a Tony Romo when you've got two guys and it stunts their development because I mean you bring in a Romo immediately one of those two guys falls to third string which means they're getting no reps once the season starts and the other guy is kind of you know sitting behind a Romo for two or three years so I'm not sure that makes as much sense the Cardinals you throw that out yeah I could maybe see I don't know where Carson Palmer's body is but he's as old as Romo I mean, they're the, they're almost the same age if we look them up. Romo's going to be 37 in April. I think Palmer's 35 or 36 right now himself. So, so there's a possibility that this, uh, you know, that this could happen. I guess we'll just have to see. You I know mean, would you I mean? see but him? I'm let me ask him, you this. Would, go ahead. Let me ask you. Do you do you really see him interested at this point? Now, I just told you he was. Four, this is his 14th season in Dallas. Do you really see him interested in going to a team like the Bears or Jets where he's going to get knocked around like a hacky sack for a season? I don't know, Emil. Here's what I think is going to happen. High drama. In Dallas, it's coming, baby. We'll be right back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. Sure, someone's gone. Winter's here. But that doesn't mean everyone's putting their t-shirts away. Whether it's the company recreational basketball team, the youth soccer league for the kids, or the Halloween party your buddy throws every year, t-shirts are as much a part of the American culture as Tom Brady deflating footballs. Screen-printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay even higher prices. More colors, more costly. The answer? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. Whether it's your 7-on-7 team, your child's birthday party, or the family reunion, you can do it yourself and they'll look great. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, do the wording whatever you want, print it on your own inkjet paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, and iron it on with your own hand iron. The design or pictures you put on your t-shirts are limited only by your own imagination and creativity. If you dream it up and design it, the paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com can get it onto your t-shirt. By the way, don't worry if you haven't done it before. As T-Shirt Supplies has first-rate customer service, they'll help you get the right paper for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them at t-shirtsupplies.com. 
That's t-shirt, no hyphen, supplies pearl, all one word, dot com. Or call them at 1-877-857-2737. It's 1-857-85-PAPER. T-shirtsupplies.com. Go there now. Just be the self self All right, folks, we're back on the Gridiron Stud Show. You know it's that time of year. It's time to get your free health insurance for you and your loved ones. Primary Care Insurance is now enrolling individuals into their Obamacare insurance plan. So call today, 954-278-8696. That's correct. Free health insurance, Obamacare, is now available from November 1st to January 31st. But it's urgent that you call today, 954-278-8696. Let them know you heard it on the Gridiron Stud Show. Open enrollment only comes once a year. This means that the government is willing to pay for your health insurance needs. But you need to give a call right now, 954-278-8696, or visit their website, OptimumNationalInsurance.com. Again, OptimumNationalInsurance.com. Emil, uh, I mean, well, I, don't, I try to stay away from the politics, but I just saw this very interesting thing. I haven't really kept up on this. Did, oh, man. Did Ben Carson turn down a job in the Trump cabinet? <laughs> My wife and Did I were sitting here the other night. Lack of experience. Well, first of all, I got to tell you, I like Ben Carson as a person. I think he's a nice guy. But my wife and I were sitting here the other night, and we saw that come across the screen. And we were sitting here having belly laughs. My wife goes, wait, he turned down a job to run to run a department? He wanted to be president. I mean, it did – is that an actual quote out of his mouth? Because you know, in this day and age, yes. very he said he wasn't. He didn't feel. He didn't feel. He, you know, however he phrased it for his experience, that he was really, he was really qualified to run the department. I mean, when he's gone, man, we gotta check Ben Carson for CTE. We got. Did he play football? He's a brilliant. By the way, I mean, you know, for people who don't know, forget the politics. The guy's a brilliant guy. Uh, neuro. I mean, if you don't know the history of Ben Carson, neurosurgeon. They set, separated conjoined, <laughs> conjoined twins at the head, by the way, in 1987. And, I mean, it wasn't an experiment. They lived, the two of them went on to, you know, I mean, this guy, this guy was a, a, just an absolute rocket scientist as a neurosurgeon, rocket scientist as a neurosurgeon. Look, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean you're, uh, you've got wisdom in all areas. That's just unbelievable. I didn't all say right. he did. I, listen, I'm having belly laughs that you bring this up. <laughs> That's uh, that's outstanding, man. I, I mean, that's just beautiful. You gotta love the time. What a wonderful time to be alive, as Drake says. Uh, when you get stuff. Oh, like sure. That. We're gonna get to the other side, and 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 man, people are gonna be asking us, so how was it? I mean, you know, you're gonna see George Washington up there going. No, I'm, so, I'm man, what was it like? Amazing, unbelievable. All of those things wrapped up in one. Just uh, you you can't beat that. All right, college football is on tap. By the way, if you want to join us on the show today, the number to call. Is 347-633-9365, 347-633-9365. If you haven't done it yet, join us now. Follow us on our new Twitter account for the Gridiron Stud Show. It's at G-I-S Show B-G, at G-I-S Show B-G. Do that now. All right, college football on deck, top 25. Uh, you know, even when I say top 25, now I'm just shudder to, to, to think that after the shenanigans 
Hey, you look, I don't know if I had a chance. You, you weren't, you weren't on, obviously they released it on Tuesday. You, you're not on with me on Wednesday. Um, and, and, and briefly here in about 60 to 90 seconds, give me your thoughts on what the committee did this week. Um, they did something that you and I have railed about for years. They did what they think rather than what they know. In other words, they looked and they said, well, we played these games, but here's what we think would happen anyway. Here who, here's who we think are the four best teams. So to hell with the results. We're just going to rank them the way we want to rank them. That's what I think they did. I want you to jump before last night, which is very hard to do. How would, who would have been your top five, let's say? Do the committee's job, okay. basically what I'm let me you. Let me first pull up their rankings. Okay, my top five. You know what? They were in a tough spot. I mean, here, you know, I'm making fun of them, okay? But let, let's go down their list, and here, here's where it gets hairy. You got Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Okay, so five mm-hmm. was Louisville before they played last night. Pretty hard to put them in the top four over a 9-1 Clemson when, in fact, Clemson beat them. Because if that's the case, See, that's they have where, the same that's, record. That's where I had a problem, my friend. I know you're going to say, and I know your logic. I get your logic. I know. Let me let me tell you. I know it's inside your head, and I could even I could even agree with you on this one. You're going to say they played a great game with Clemson. It was at uh, with Louisville. It was at Clemson. It was a one score game with Louisville taking shots into the Clemson end zone at the end of the game. In other words, it could have went either way. Clemson turns around, loses at home to an unranked Pittsburgh team, and as you and I've talked about in college football, mm-hmm. you almost are not allowed to lose at home to an unranked team if you plan to be in this playoff. So I could even live with Louisville going into last night being number four and Clemson number five. So I'm not going to fight you on that. You're not going to get in a drag fight with me on that because I, I, get, I know you and I, and I, I tend to agree with you. I can mm-hmm. live with that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, okay, Washington's been dominant all year, but they got, they got undressed at home by USC. Not the worst thing in the world, but it was at home. And, and most of the fourth quarter, they trailed by two scores. So it's hard to move them any higher than six. And then below that, the committee's in a tough spot because Wisconsin's played Ohio State and Michigan, played them tough, but lost to both of them. I think the committee looks at Penn State and says, you know, they keep winning, so they can't, they can't slap them around for that. But really, they have a, a win at home over a good, great Ohio State team in the rain on a block field goal, and a 39-point loss in Michigan. So how are you going to justify really hopping them over Wisconsin, who lost by a touchdown to Michigan and a touchdown in overtime to Ohio State? And then beyond that, you got a lot of two-loss teams. So, I mean, they're in a hard spot. I mean, they, what could they have done except for what you said? I didn't know. Yeah, so, you would have left it, you, so the committee did it how you would have done it, is what you're telling me. You know, yeah, as much as I'm making a joke that the, the results of last week didn't happen, I think they to give them credit and, and kind of slap myself backside the head, they looked at the entire body of work and said, listen, if we look at this as a season, it's, there's no team below here that should be in here other than, as you point out, I, I could they could have made a case before last night that dropping Clemson to five. But that's it. I mean, you really can't slap them around. And here's what this really proves to me, Chad – something we've talked about for now four or maybe five years, if I'm correct, on the show. There is so much parity in college football. Look at these standings. Alabama's the only team that's clearly above the rest of them. 
you you look here. You've got a bunch of teams with two. You even have Southern Cal, who's seven and three at number thirteen. You have Auburn, who's seven and three at number fifteen. You see more and more parity in college football, where the standings resemble more of NFL standings than they do the old days, where you'd have seven teams that were undefeated at this point in the you season. You think this is good or bad for college football? I think it's great for college football in the sense that. In, you know, when I say the old days, because most of our listeners, I'm going to assume, are under the age of 35. You know, guys our age remember these days in the 70s and 80s where you'd come into this part of the season. And one through seven might be undefeated or you might have a couple one-loss teams in there. So you would have a lot of basically, you know, yeah, you knew who the six or seven best teams were. But th- th- there was hard for anybody to beat them on a Saturday. It would have to be one of the other teams. I think I it's know, great I think, for college football. Uh, I- I think college football being dynastic um, is probably better. Than, but we have than, that because Alabama's a dynasty, well, man. Yeah, you just have one, Alabama, you know. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, it was Oklahoma. It was Nebraska. Then, you know, you might have a Penn State in there. And then, you know, then, then along came Miami. And then those back in the day, Back in the day, it was blue bloodish, And you still have blue blood programs that are good, you're going to find on this board almost every year. But we saw our dynasties. They went from one to the next. You know, in the 70s, you had Alabama and USC were dominant. In the 80s, you had Miami and Florida State. In the 90s, you had Miami at the beginning. Then you had Nebraska come along. Then you had, you know, then you had the 2000s. You had USC. Now you have Alabama. And and when Nick Saban leaves, Alabama will still be very good, but they won't be dynastic anymore. I'm just wondering, will there be any dynasties after Nick Saban's gone? It's going to be very difficult. Between the college football playoff um, and the continued spreading out of talent across the country, I was having this discussion on the show on Wednesday, and then again Wednesday night when I did um, a local radio show here, All Canes Radio, that I'm trying to tell Miami Hurricanes fans, you're going to have to adjust your thinking because – Things are so much different now. As you know, Butch Davis was just hired as the head football coach at FIU, and, you know, everyone's excited, and I don't want to take that away from anyone. I was just trying to tell him to temper your expectations because things are going to be very different for Butch Davis. What he was able to do to build that 2001 football team uh, at the University of Miami, those things are not present anymore. Uh, It's going to be very different, and that's going to have an effect on Butch Davis, and that's what's had an effect on the University of Miami uh, for all these years since Butch Davis built that team, is that the talent spreads out. They can't stockpile talent. You can't hide guys. They're, everyone knows uh, everyone. No, we, we, talk, we talked about that a little bit on Monday when you and I were going back and forth. Yeah, and, you but know, then the whole I thing, think too, is people will start to turn around and ask you, well, how come Alabama's able to do it? And my explanation to that is towns like Alabama and Madison, Wisconsin, and Ann Arbor, Michigan, and these other places where, you know, you can kind of build a dynasty. There is nothing else to do. And Emil, as you as a USC fan, you know what I'm talking about. On a Saturday afternoon, a Saturday night in Los Angeles, there are a whole lot of options on your entertainment dollar. So if you're not winning, if you're USC, or if you're not winning, and I'm by winning, I mean almost just about every game, you're not packing the stadium, and that has an effect okay. on Okay, and you're right. And let's peel that back, though, a little bit. Let's peel that onion back, what you just said. Wisconsin's not a dynasty. They're very good every year, and you're right. There's not a hell of a lot to do other than party in Madison, Wisconsin, after the, after the Badger football game. But if you look at the teams right now, okay, Michigan's got it going with Harbaugh. We'll see how long he stays. 
Ohio State's the closest thing to a dynasty right now. I mean, they've won a national championship. They're excellent every year. They're in the top five. And, again, why? What are you doing they in Columbus gen- on a Saturday afternoon? Nothing, but they have a generational coach. I don't think Alabama is as much about – Alabama's always going to be good because of what you said. It's it's the biggest thing going in Alabama is Alabama and or Auburn football. That's it. On Saturday and Sunday, there is no NFL team. Saturday, Sunday is about we watch the Alabama and Auburn game. Sunday, we go to church and have dinner, and we talk about the Alabama and Auburn game. Very and then much. on Monday, we start thinking about the next opponent. I get that. And Alabama's got such a great history. But once Saban leaves, I don't think you'll see this domination because of one thing. I think he is a Vince Lombardi, Bill Walsh type of coach. He's a guy that you're going to remember 20 years from now. You're going to say, man, I remember when Saban was at Alabama. I mean, I, yeah, I, I understand that. I just think that if there is going to be another dynasty like that, it's going to shift to more than likely one of these other areas where the school – is what the town is about and vice versa. It's going to be difficult for the USC's and the University of Miami's and the, and the teams in those big metropolitan areas to, to, to have the dynasties because, number one, all these other schools from outside of the area that are in small rural towns, small rural college towns, will come into your metropolitan area and raid the talent. I've certainly been to several USC camps and have listened to parents um, – Talk, and coaches talk about it, how, how players are leaving the area and other schools are able to come in and grab guys that USC uh, is not even offering. We get that down here with the University of Miami. I think it is, it's diff, more difficult now than it's ever been for schools like the University of Miami and USC to build dynasties. I will say I, I agree with that, but I also say this, and, and, and it's been proven time and again, at those schools, if you get the right guy, not only can you win, but you can win mega big. So it's really about, you know, to me, the search there isn't for you football players. You kind of got to get lucky, Amel. I mean, you can't really. To a degree, football players. At this point, you, now, yeah, you can't identify that guy outside of the obvious three that are entrenched in their programs. And I'm talking Meyer, I'm talking Harbaugh, and I'm talking Saban. Who else is that guy? You got to get lucky at this point. I'm not arguing that point. All I'm trying to say is the, the talent of the football team, You'll stumble into good players at USC and Miami just because of who you are. I mean, you, you can act. I always kid with you. You and I could take clipboards and whistles, and we'd probably put together a decent roster at one of those schools just showing up in our shirts and hats and saying that we're from the school. It's about the coach in those places, how you handle the situation. It's a more difficult place to coach. You've got 100 youngsters and their families in towns like Los Angeles and Miami, where, there, as you point out, there's more to do and more to get in trouble with necessarily. And let's face it, you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and a football player steps out of line, as long as it's not a felony, uh, you might have a police, a police uh, staff or you know police department more apt to help you sweep it under the rug, as long as it's nothing. Yeah, serious. just know who so, you are. I mean, in this town right. and in Los Angeles, they may not know who the heck you are. Until you're and they don't the care necessarily. Stuff. Who are you in L.A.? You're you're one of about you know ten thousand important people or whatever you want to call them walking around high profile. Who cares? There's two basketball teams. There's two baseball teams. There's a football team. There's a hockey teams. I mean, it doesn't matter. The, the police are going to do what they're going to do, and, and your your kids are out there. there. There's more chance to be distracted. More chance to get in trouble. Not even. 
you know, not even bad trouble, just mischievous stuff that, that you lose focus. So you need the right coach in those places. But, and it's a but, when you get the right coach, and it's been proven time and again, they can win and win big there. I mean, really big. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, you're lucky now um, or you're getting lucky later if you're USC or you're Miami. You know, both both places have new coaches, so we'll just have to see. But can I make one be- point about these standings before we move on? I think if, if a fan pulls them up and looks at them on one of the sites, they're going to realize something. As fans, we need to start adjusting. The days of we didn't go 12-1, and one, the season sucked, those days are over. You're going to lose games in college football anymore. There is, as you point out, so much parity. For me, I'm looking at, like, my team, SC. We all know I like them. If they win their last three games, including the bowl game, and they end up 10-3 and three and in the top 10 of the country, it was a great year for them. I'm not disappointed. I'm yeah. tickled pink as a fan. Sure, uh, I, I, I know, and I know that you are. Um, real quick, before we start getting into uh, the on-the-field action this weekend, your quick thoughts on, on Butch Davis being hired at FIU. FIU and New Year's well, Day Bowl game? I mean, you know more about I, – I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about the FIU program. I mean, I guess Butch just really wants to get out of the studio and back into coaching. Um, you know, I'm sure, like most of the schools down there, it's, it's probably a, a, a nice-looking campus and, and whatnot. I, I'm just – it's curious to me that a guy who's coached in the NFL, Super Bowl teams with the Cowboys, uh, the Miami National Championship teams, and all that good stuff, wants to go back and, you know – start again but i guess maybe he's looking for a well, challenge in his life i don't know university of miami job and i guess if you can't get that this is the next best thing my whole thought is why so hard for something in this area okay you didn't get miami so you need to be get fiu and you know what i'm thinking amel it's just that you want to be in south florida and you know how i've talked about coaches getting up there in age wanting to coach down in south florida they get into retirement mode um, and it's they're just not as energetic and as hungry, which is why I like 40-somethings coaching and guys that want to coach at the next level um, coaching down here. Uh, I just think when you start rolling into the mid to late 50s and 60s and you're nearing the end of your career, you come down here, you're coaching, and you're in retirement mode. The weather's good. The, the water's out there. Um, you, I just – I just have not liked it. Now, I worry about that for Butch Davis. Hey, I'll get paid on my way out. Um, I'm going to give this thing a good go, but uh, I'm not going to turn over every stone like maybe a Harbaugh does. I'm not going to go sleep over a recruit's house or go climb a tree. I mean, Harbaugh, he just acts like someone that's doing this for now because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make a show for the next thing. And that works down here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think Butch, you probably nailed Butch, though. I mean, I think, you know, I'm not really into – I'm like you. I mean, I'm kind of like, well, you well, know, why at the end of the day. Why do you want to be in South Florida so hard coaching? I mean, you didn't get the University of Miami job. Why didn't you go hard for one of the other openings that were elsewhere? Um, why is FIU now? I mean, you didn't get Miami, so I'll take FIU. It gets me thinking, you just want to be in South Florida coaching right now towards the end of your, your coaching How career. How are the prices on the early buffets down there? Oh, well, I wouldn't know. I'm not at that age yet, but I appreciate you sliding that my way, uh, Mr. Calamino. <laughs> All right, let's get on to uh, some college football action that's going to actually take place on the gridiron. Uh, Emil, I don't know if you looked into this, but Alabama has a really big battle this weekend. 
eight and two Chattanooga comes to town. Are you going to tune into that? It's on the SEC network. Gonna put uh, some ribs I think on I'll be missing. I, I, I will Alabama say I think I'll be missing that one. Yeah, I think you, I'll be missing that one. You think you'll miss it? Yeah, yeah. interesting. It's How that about you? week. It's that. Yeah, we'll be at a real game. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of busy at a, at a game between two real opponents. But it's that week in the SEC where they um, find the downtrodden and pound them senseless. Uh, Clemson's at Wake Forest. Not much to say there. I would think Clemson would want to open up a can, or maybe not, figuring we don't have to be – we could even lose and not move. So uh, <laughs> they, they could – Be careful in that game, though. I mean, Wake, Wake Forest, Forest doesn't have much out. offensively. Well, they don't have much offensively, Wake Forest, but they have a pretty good defense. Yeah, all right. well, way to hype it. Perhaps you could work for one of these networks. Um, if Clemson doesn't absolutely <laughs> run through the face of Wake Forest, then, you know, we could start all the mumblings about Clemson again and why they're in the top four. Uh, they better come correct. Is Washington going to be able to pick themselves up off the floor, or was that a knockout blow by USC? They're at home taking on Arizona State. Washington is a huge 27-point favorite. This is kind of a dangerous no, because game. You're... When I talk about Arizona State, um, and their casino defense. If they get you, they get you, and they're going to get you good. If they don't, well, then, you know, you're going you're gonna to blow them out of the water. I expect to see Washington run them out of the building. If you're Washington, you only drop to number six. You just watch Louisville get beat last night. You know Ohio State's going to play Michigan. And you sit there, Clemson has been doing Clemsons all year and escaping. They've still got to play an ACC title game. You're feeling pretty good that if you can run through the, the, the rest the last three games – Defeating Washington State and whoever you play in that Pac-12 title game, you're going to be a 12 and one Pac-12 champion with your only loss to a marquee program like USC. You've got a pretty good shot ending up in that playoff. Yeah, um, I'm going to slide past Penn State versus Rutgers. Other than to just mention some things about Rutgers and Chris Ash, their brand new coach. Man, it's a good thing there aren't high expectations in uh, Jersey for Rutgers right now because they have uh, taken it on the chin this year. Uh, let yeah. me just do a little math as I pound the calculator here and just give you a little bit of some reality here, Emil, um, as it pertains to this Rutgers program this season. Between their three games against Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, you want, you want to know the numbers, my friend? 185 to nothing. 185 to nothing. I mean, they're so far away right now that uh, – You know what, I though? Know. I don't think – I really don't think it's fair to even say that he gets a pass. I mean, you should be – you're a Big Ten school. I don't care how, how down you are. You shouldn't lose three games by a total of 185 and nothing. I mean, you are – I don't even want to say FCS because FCS schools do better than this. You are like in a forgotten – um, lower tier. I, I don't even know where to put this with Rutgers, but nevertheless, they're taking on Penn State, and you know Penn State's going to want to, you know, sitting there at number eight, they're going to want to hang forty or fifty on these guys. So well, it's going to look like you know another what? rough weekend for the Scarlet Knight. I'm going to get in some trouble up here because we have some listeners that are Penn State fans, but uh, man, their Facebook is hysterical. All they keep putting is we are Penn State, and then they put Rutgers, 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 because the coach keeps saying focus on Rutgers, and you know, I keep telling them, listen. Seattle. If you don't beat Rutgers by Seattle. 40 points, they should drop you. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, well. Seattle. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, Seattle. It, Bill Belichick. Seattle. Uh, you got to love him. But anyway, Oklahoma versus West Virginia. I'm going big game hunting, so I got to pick on this one this week. How about you? Oh, boy. We're gonna be, maybe we're going against each other again. I do as well, Goody. so we can get to that in the pick section. 
Yeah, and you know what? Um, the other one involving top 25 teams that we even care to talk about, um, USC and UCLA. I got a pick on that one. How about that? How about them apples? I almost made UCLA a pick in this game. If you look, I mean, I expect, yeah, I expect USC to win the game, but they've gotten really carried away. The line is 14 points. Um, USC's coming off a huge win. How they handle that will be interesting. And UCLA's got a pretty salty defense. If you go look, they haven't really been blowing out in most of their losses. They've been 10-point losses. So I'm curious to see where you're going with this. I'm not going to pick against my team in a rivalry game, but I was tempted to be clever and make UCLA a pick there. Emil, do you have a pick on the Florida LSU game? I do. All right, so we'll go ahead and skip that. Um, we'll save it for your uh, for our pick segment at the end. Um, Oregon and Utah. Amal, Oregon's three and seven. Should they go get that ten million dollar coach? You agree with that? You agree with Phil Knight? Uh, Although well, I'm hearing that is a bad rumor. He never who, said anything who is like the, that. Who is the coach that you're going to get that you're going to pay ten million to? Chip Kelly, I guess, or try to lure Saban up to the Great Northwest. Not going to happen, but you could try. Yeah, you can. Saban isn't going up to the Great Northwest, and I can just tell you that those those encore performances with coaches over the years have never really worked out well. I mean, they can, you go, can try go try to relive Bill the, Belichick. I mean, isn't isn't Eugene, Oregon, close to Seattle? Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Seattle. No, no. There's nobody to pay ten million to. None of these guys are leaving. And frankly, if hypothetically the only the only thing they'd be used now that statements come out they'd be used for someone else to drive up their own salary. Like if Urban Meyer felt like, hey, I want $10 bucks a year, he would go negotiate with Oregon, get an offer for $10 million a year, and then Ohio State would match I don't, I don't think it. he's driven by that. I, I know don't Harbaugh either. really isn't. The guy wears do, uh, some khakis from Walmart. I don't think he's driven by that anymore. And Nick Saban's not leaving because, you know, even – what's he making, $7 million? They're paying for his house yeah. and everything. He doesn't pay for anything over there. Probably his checks no. are probably sitting in a dresser drawer somewhere. Check and check out the cost of living in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, versus the Great Northwest, and see who's who's making out better anyway. When you t- when you look at taxes and and property values and everything Is else, it expensive I mean, to live in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, the Oregon Washington area can be very expensive. Um, Seattle's expensive, from what I understand. Portland, um, yeah, a lot of those places. Eugene, Is it? I know, but. You'd be surprised. We'd have to check that out, but I'm gonna, I bet you it's more expensive than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Saban's not going to the Northwest anyway, so, I, yeah, I'm with you. Who the hell are you going to pay $10, $10 million to? Bill Parcells? I don't, I don't know how that would work. Nevertheless, no. they're 3-7 and seven and taking on Utah. Utah's a 14-point favorite. That number seems low. I'm not picking this game, but it just seems low to me. Oh, I expect, I'm not going to pick the game, but I, if, I, if I could make more picks, Utah would be one of them. I think Utah will open up a can on Oregon in this game. The only other game I want to talk about that's going to be interesting in the top 25, kind of a weak top 25 slate this week, is Washington State taking on Colorado. Uh, I, you know, I asked you on Monday, just what the hell is that, that these two teams are at the top of their respective uh, divisions in the Pac-12? This, I'm going to say this, and, and, and hear these words come out of my mouth. There is a clash of the two division leaders in the Pac-12, Washington State and Colorado. Slow down so people can digest that. Say that again for them. Washington State. Colorado and Washington State are going to meet at Folsom Field in a clash between the two top-ranked teams in their respective divisions of the Pac-12. I thought I'd throw a little juice on that. And your friend, 
has a pick on that game for oh, the audience. Oh, big game hunter. Well, very good. For oh, you. My, I went all big game hunting this week. I figure we're getting to the end of the slate here. Let's, you know, I felt really good after my four and two week last week. So I said, you know what? Let me lay out some big games here for people. Look at this guy. Well, well, the, I'm, all the listeners, thank you very much for your big gameness. Um, I'm not picking this game, but if I did, just something tells me, though Colorado's 8-2 and two, having a great season, being favored in a game like this is probably something they're not ready for. And Washington State is so ridiculously hot right now that uh, this is probably not a team you want to make an underdog. I mean, these, these guys lost their first two games. It's too silly. Well, let me not call Boise State silly, but the two games they probably shouldn't have lost. And it proceeded to rip off eight straight wins. And Emil, it's point totals like 56 and 69, 35, 37, 42, 51, 56. I mean, they're not just winning. They're pummeling people. I don't know if Washington State is a team you want to give points to. I know you can't comment on that because you do have a pick on it. So I'll be interested in seeing which way that you go. But I'm just thinking uh, this is a tough spot to go put Colorado in right now, making them a favorite in this contest. So, um, yes, you can remain mum on that. We're going to jump into a break. When we get back, it's time to talk NFL, talk about some of the matchups coming up. Also, our fantasy football focus is on deck. Stay with us. It's the Gridiron Stud Show. We'll be right back right after this. Wicked, 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 wicked. Wicked tones, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoffs. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs. Do it now! Are you a property owner or want to be one, but you don't have time for property management? Then get an MVP on your team. Who has time for the letting process, for arranging inventories and organizing pre-tenancy cleaning, dealing with deposit negotiation and negotiating with service suppliers and maintenance? No one's got time for that. MVP does, though. Get this MVP on your team. You can rely on MVP property management to offer you an extreme amount of quality and professional services for your money. And because they know that everyone is different, they pride themselves in providing a professionalized service to each and every one of their clients. So how do you get this MVP on your team? It's simple. Pick up the phone and call right now. 844-696-8722. That's 844-MY-MVP-CC. Or send an email to info at mymvp.cc. 
Get this MVP on your team and start winning today. Football, but the talk now is going to be the NFL game. Amel, uh, what'd you think of the game last night? Well, by Thursday standards, it actually wasn't a bad game, right? Twenty-three twenty. I mean, by by yeah, their standards, that it was actually watchable. Yeah, it was watchable. Uh, some drama in the game. Saints came back after being down early. Um, did you get a chance to see? Did you get a chance to see the hyperbole? Pardon. Folks have been down on Cam Newton this year, and I guess understandably because the team isn't doing as well. But are are you on that train? Are you down on Cam Newton? Where do you stand on Superman? I'm not sure it's all Cam. I mean, there's a lot of things going on when you watch that team play that seem to indicate the problems are beyond just Cam. I mean, you know, again, he's getting hit all the time. And I don't care what NFL quarterback you put out there, when they start getting hit consistently, uh, they don't look good. So, you know, you, you, could, you could put it on cam, but you find me an NFL quarterback that gets hit that doesn't become antsy in the pocket and, and not as accurate, and, and I want to meet him. I don't care. I've seen Tom Brady do that in Super Bowls. He lost to the Giants a couple times because they knocked him around. That, that's really the formula. So I'm not going to put that all on cam. True. This is happening to me on a weekly basis, Emil, and it could just be me or uh, is this just the way that this thing's going. I slide through and I look at the games that are on tap in the NFL, and I find it very difficult to get excited. Uh, there's usually two at the most three games that I say I would have to sit down here and watch it. Otherwise, I'm just not interested. I'm not gung-ho to watch the four and five Bills take on the three, five, and one Bengals, nor am I interested you know, in watching the Steelers bounce back against the 0 and 10 Browns. For years I've said this, but when I started thinking about it, right, there's about 12 or 13 games on a Sunday between, you know, when they, you remove the Monday and Thursday game, okay? Mm-hmm. So say you like three of them. It's roughly a quarter of the games. The only reason college seems like there's more games you want to watch is there's 50 of them. So if there's a quarter of them that are decent, there's 12 of them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sitting here running through this and saying, which one of these games here? Do I really want to watch? Obviously, everyone wants to watch the Cowboys, and they are taking on a team with a winning record here that needs a win in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Jaguars and Lions, just when you say Jaguars, it almost just yeah, it stops. the thought that you get. The Colts and, and Titans are uh, kissing, uh, kissing their sister, or however that saying goes. They're both sitting there at, around, at or around 500. Um, what do the Bucks think they can do when they go to Kansas City? I don't know. The Vikings and the Cardinals, I guess that's maybe a game to watch. That's a decent game, and I'll, I'll tell you why it's a decent game. The, the Vikings, obviously, four-game losing streak. They're down to five and four. Uh, they're in a division that, that's an absolute CF, the, the NFC North. Anybody could win it between them and the Lions and the Packers. The Cardinals come in off a not-so-great performance against the 49ers last week, but they're still 4-4-1, and and we still remember that tie with Seattle where they could have beat them, should have beat them. Um, so they're, you know, this is a game where one team's season's probably going to take a dramatic turn for the worse after this game. I mean, if the Vikings lose and drop their fifth in a row, they're, they're in big, big trouble. 
And if the Cardinals lose and drop to four or five and one in that NFC, I just don't know if they have a shot at that point. So I that's a desperation game. That's a game worth watching. The Dolphins are taking on the Rams, and obviously uh, a couple of things here. The Dolphins are on a four-game win streak, which makes it interesting. You want to watch what's going to happen here. And then the Rams have finally decided they're going to start rookie quarterback Jared Goff. Uh, that's one you got to watch. So is what's the problem with Goff? What took him so long? Is he really that bad? People need to watch and see. I'm sitting here looking at the Dolphins' schedule and trying to figure things out. Let's call this win against a rookie this weekend, uh, even though it's on the road. I'm going to just call a win for the Dolphins here. Uh, everyone beats the 49ers, who they have next week. Then, uh, you know, so at that point, the Dolphins are going to be sitting at 7-4 and a really good shot here for the playoffs. Uh, but then they're, then they're at the Ravens, the Cardinals, at the Jets. Who knows what New York's going to look like then? But then Bills and Patriots end the season. Um, what do you think's going to happen here with the Dolphins? Well, I mean, I I kind of I told you this a while ago. These are two teams I'm closet fans of. I've always been a closet Rams fan, going back to their days in L.A. for my affinity for L.A. sports. And I actually have always been a closet Dolphin fan in the AFC when I was a kid because I didn't like the Steelers. And as a Cowboy fan, I wanted somebody to win the AFC. I kind of like the Dolphins. They had, when you're a kid, you like their colors. Interesting so these are two teams I like the. Yeah, I just here. like to follow them. I think the Dolphins are actually, it's good for the NFL that they're they're kind of becoming relevant again at the same time the Raiders are. I would love mm-hmm. to see the Dolphins do what you just said, rip off two more wins, get the 7-4, and four, and then let's play it out. Let's see where it goes. At that point, they would have won probably, what, six games in a row. It's going to be hard to say they don't have a chance in any game. I mean, they have a running game now. Um, the defense seems to be a little bit, you know, they've improved over the season. So, I mean, yeah, those two, two things go hand in hand, friend. An improved running game and a better defense um, are married to each other. I can't get lathered up for the seven and two Patriots at the Forty Niners. Uh, has a lot to do with the Forty Niners than it does have anything to do with New England. Um, fully expect them to, you know, bounce back in a big way against San Francisco. You think otherwise? Yeah, you know, you sit here and, boy, I wanted to make this a pick, but, you know, going back to my old school rules, you know, laying double digits on the road in the NFL is almost unheard of. If you look, you'll be hard-pressed to find a lot of games in the last 10 years even where a team was a double-digit road favorite in the NFL, but there's something that just says to me like 41 to 10 or something in this game. Yeah, I mean, New England can name their price because you know how they play when they're angry. Okay, Eagles, Seahawks, yes, definitely interesting. Five and four Eagles uh, looking to get on track here against the Seahawks off of that big win. Can uh, Seattle hold it together? Are they the type of team, which they haven't really been, but are they going to be too giddy after that win? They're six and a half point fairs. That's a big number. It is. One of the things that concerns me for Seattle in this game is the overlooked aspect of the Eagles, what's kept them in this season and being very competitive. The Eagles have a very good defense. I mean, their offense is nothing to write home about. I know everybody likes to get excited about the rookie. But, I mean, he's he's done fine for himself as a rookie. But that that offense isn't going to scare anybody. But their defense is salty. I mean, they've got a good defensive line with Cox and Logan. They, they, they're aggressive on the outside. Now that they run the ball, they don't have to face 80 snaps a game. As you said, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. And I'm wondering if they can't get some pressure on Russell Wilson because I'm still not sold on that Seattle offensive line. I think the New England front seven showed you that they're not very good on Sunday night. I think the Eagles will present problems. The saving grace for Seattle in this game is probably the fact that they should be able to confuse Carson Wentz. 
and do some well, things. Well, the Sunday night and uh, the Monday night game are two very interesting ones. So I may have contradicted myself here. There are a couple of good games, more than just a handful of games here that are interesting. The Packers need a win, and they need one now. Uh, and the Redskins need to keep pace with what's going on in their division. So this is a, a battle of, of some wills here. Uh, even though the Redskins no, have got a pick on this game. And you you, know, you just said something funny. You said the term, the Packers need a win. And, you know, isn't that funny how people, fans, uh, and even guys on TV and the radio say things like they're picking a team because they need a win. You know, like last night, Louisville needs to win big. It's the worst reason the to yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to. There's a lot of teams. That need yeah, it wins. means a, a tremendous amount of pressure on the team, and now can they handle it? And as they say, pressure's pressure busts the pipe. Right. You know, I didn't even really realize the Texans are six and three on the season, but on Monday night they're taking on the seven and two Raiders. I will be tuned into that one. That's for sure. Yes, that's going to be, and it's in Mexico, by the way. Did you know that? Uh, he might have ruined it for me. <laughs> What's Donald Trump think hey. of that? Let me ask you a question last night, by the way, before How are we, we getting into on. Mexico to play these games with that wall? Well, you're going to have to climb it. Every team will have their own fence. And then you'll, you'll drive down. They'll fly you down to El Paso or one of those border towns. And you'll throw up the, the ladder, and you'll climb over. And that's how they'll start the game. Yeah, well, there you go. All right. Uh, we need to do our fantasy football focus. Uh, you're the resident accountant real quick. Tell us, uh, tell everyone how the game works and what the records are, um, and then we could get into picking here. Okay, Chad and I compete against each other every week. Uh, you know, we're allowed to spend twenty-one thousand dollars on FanDuel salaries, um, basically because that's what we set as a limit. We're trying to give you guys a roster or a piece of a roster with the wide receiver, quarterback, and running back that you can build one from uh, using our picks, and uh, you know we. we we want to make it hard. Obviously, we don't just want to say, "Well, we're going to take you know three guys that cost nine thousand bucks a piece." So we can spend twenty-one thousand uh, bucks. We add up the points and we see who wins every week. Right now, uh, I'm leading Chad. I'm four and two against him. Uh, although he did win last week in what turned out to be Monday show. I mean, I made fun of uh, you know him killing me. I said, "Oh, my only pick was Antonio Brown." But it turns out when Chad finally tallied everything to get the official final score, it ended up uh, forty-nine forty-seven. Uh, yeah, you beat uh, me a pretty close week, game, so. a high-scoring game, which is great for the fans who listen. Um, between the two of us, we gave them pretty, six pretty good picks uh, that they could use uh, when they're on FanDuel doing their daily fantasy football. And again, this fantasy football focus is sponsored by FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com right now for all of your daily fantasy football needs, not just fantasy football, but they've got basketball, anything, basically anything in the professionals going right now. You can uh, set up your daily fantasy sports on it. So head over there right now, whether you're a beginner or professional, uh, you could set up your own league. You could join uh, you know, programs for beginners. And you know what? You could turn a dollar or two dollars into several thousands of dollars for you. You like that, right? You like money. So uh, head over to FanDuel.com right now. Use the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. You can start yourself off with a nice bonus. Thank me later. All right, let's get into this, uh, Emil. Since I'm behind in this contest right now, I'm going to lay out my picks first in this one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, quarterback-wise, I'm going to go a little bargain. Now, you know, I made fun of this team when we just mentioned it uh, right now. But you know what? Blake Bortles is, uh, from a fantasy, you know, football perspective, is having a decent year. And I think in this game against the Detroit Lions, who are not known 
to always be the best on defense. They've put together three straight decent games defensively. I think they've shot their load so far as that is concerned. They're due to uh, get into a track meet. And, uh, you know, I think I think Bortles is uh, good enough to take advantage of maybe some soft things that can happen over there. I, I can see Les getting ready to dial Are up. you allowed to say that, by the way? What what I did? What I say? Shot your load. You know, if you're thinking in that way, um, then, you know, I, perhaps that would be a problem. But, you know, listen, we, I'm not thinking in that way. Yeah, shot my load. Are you thinking of, a gun or a shotgun? Because, again, in this society today, that's not PC either. Can you say that? Quit trying to get me in the hot water here and listen to what I'm saying. Blake Bortles is the man on Sunday. Do you understand me? He's going to throw for 1,000 yards. Jump on him right now. Only $7,200 at FanDuel. Um, you need a running back, right? How about a guy who's been red hot? He's uh, the Miami Dolphins running back. And one of the big reasons why the Dolphins are surging and on a four-game win streak is because of the running of Jai Jai. That's how I call him. But nevertheless, he's yes. going to cost you 7600 bucks at FanDuel. So that fits into the whole thing. And you know what? I took this guy last week, and he was decent enough for me. Um, he's not extremely expensive. But, uh, you know, I'm going to take my man Crowder from Washington again. They just find a way to kind of get him into the mix. And last week they did it early. You know, found a found a found the end zone early. I'm talking about I Jameson like that Crowder pick, Jack. In the cost Honestly, of all your picks, that that I love that pick because I'm telling you right now, nobody's located the Green Bay defense off the Mel Carton yet because they were yeah, all on there, all all eleven they, of them. If they happen to show back up this week, then that's my hard luck and the hard luck of anyone who followed me here. But I don't see it happening. If Marcus Mariota, and I'm not, you know, he's a good quarterback, but the Tennessee Titans. They can put up 47 points on you. Then I'm pretty sure Washington's going to find the end zone several times, and Jamison Crowder has to be a part of that. So at 6,300 bucks, I'm going with him. That's my three. That's what I'm rolling with. What do you got? Okay, here's what I like to do when I do this. I sometimes I'll target a game, and I that I could, I just see as going up and down the field. And for some reason this this week, a game that jumps out as me at me as as ending up like that seems to be the Buffalo Cincinnati game. Um, Watch Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think they might be toast after that game. They lost a heartbreaker to the Giants. Um, Eli tried to hand them the game with some picks. I'm not sure they're going to be prepared on a short week uh, with Buffalo coming off a bye defensively. And Buffalo, honestly, on the road, they don't strike me as a team interested in playing defense. I mean, their games sometimes get crazy. I just have a feeling this is going to go nuts. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the Buffalo quarterback. Tyrod Taylor, a guy that can run, a guy that can throw it a little. He's got weapons over there. I, like I said, I don't expect Cincinnati to be very prepared defensively for this game. And then conversely, I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to expect Jeremy Hill to go off a little bit in this game and find the end zone once or twice, even if it's from short yardage. I just I like him because he fits into the salary cap. You're going to have to spend a little money on Taylor, save a little bit on Jeremy Hill. He cost you 5900 bucks. Am I right there? Yes, you are correct. Okay. And and he's been playing well lately. And then finally, my wide receivers from a game you just talked about, I think, you know, you want to talk about a game that has potential for another track meet. It's that Sunday night game. Because as, as disinterested as the Packers are in defense these days, the Redskins were never very interested for the most part of this season in defense. And I'm going to take Devontae Adams of the Packers here. He's going to cost you, I think, 7600 bucks. I think that's going to be a little bit of an up-and-down-the-field entertaining game to watch. Both teams need it. So I'm going to use uh, Adams. So you go Taylor, 
quarterback, Hill, running back, Devontae Adams, wide receiver. I thought the price on Adams was a little high, um, but you know what? That may be telling you what uh, that that the folks at FanDuel, and you have to know that they know their numbers. That's all they do, are probably sure. expecting the same thing that you're talking about here, that we're both thinking uh, about that Sunday night game. So, uh, indeed, you may have – you may have put your put and your Chad. You know what? I tried to look at it like a coordinator, and you know what? I see them doing the Redskins. I see them for some reason. They'll throw Norman, I think, on Nelson, trying to take away Rogers' security blanket. Which means, if Rogers is smart, initially he starts going away from Nelson until that opens up. And I'm hoping that that's what happens here. Well, we'll just have to see. All right. Well, good. The fantasy football picks are in for our FanDuel.com fantasy football focus. Um, now it's time for the picks, my friend. College and NFL football, you got some ground to make up. Let's get it going. You're up. Here we go. Okay, we're going to start off in college football, and I'm going big game hunting, and I can't wait to hear where you're going on this one. But we have Oklahoma rolling into West Virginia as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and i got to tell you something. I think they missed this line here. I think this is one of those games where Oklahoma is the favorite because they're Oklahoma. West Virginia is the only team in this conference that's shown any inclination to play defense. They play it well. Their only loss was in a tough game at Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's no no shame there. I'll take West Virginia plus three and a half at home to knock off the Sooners. Next, I'm going to roll out to Baton Rouge. And we have LSU favored by 14 and a half points. Yes, I said 14 and a half points against the Florida Gators. Now I know LSU has been hot. I get that, and they play some defense. And I know Florida got waxed down at Arkansas. But you just don't do that to a proud program like the University of Florida, a first-place program in the SEC. So you're going to give them 14.5 points. Same situation as that game last night with Houston, even though it's a road game. I'll take the Gators in 14.5. I see this being a low-scoring, defensive-type game. 17-13 sounds good to me for somebody. But 14.5, no way I'm giving that. I'll take the Gators. Okay, finally. Big game, Folsom Field in Colorado and the Buffaloes. Tough place to play, but you know what? Chad hit the nail on the head when he was talking about this game. Tough spot to put Colorado in. You're asking them to win this game and win it by more than a field goal. Washington State's getting four and a half points. I'll grab those four and a half points with a red-hot Cougar team. I expect some scoring in this game. Not crazy scoring, but a game in the high 20s, low 30s. Four and a half points sounds good to me. I'll take the Cougars. Moving over to the NFL. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts just own the Titans. They beat them earlier this year in Tennessee. The Titans are not a great defensive club, neither are the Colts, but it's on the carpet. It's in Indy. I'll grab the Colts minus three in this game as they can get themselves uh, back closer to the Houston Texans in for, for first place in that division. Okay. Secondly, we're going to go to a contrarian play here. When everybody runs in one direction, I run in the other. The Chicago Bears were absolutely a train wreck last week at Tampa. They're getting seven and a half points against a red-hot giant club, a club that won on Monday Night Football. Short week, bad opponent, not a focused Giants team here. I'll grab the Bears plus the seven and a half as the Giants have won six games by a total of 21 points this season. Uh, Finally, that Sunday night game, again, another contrarian play. The Packers were absolutely, uh, they might have been worse than the Bears last week when you put it in context. And they're playing a Redskin team that seems to be hot. But you know what? This is the Packers' last stand. I mean, they, they're used to playing in big games over the years. They're not going to be nervous, but they know 
They lose this game, they're in trouble. I'll grab the Packers plus a field goal here. Um, I think they obviously win the game outright, or I'm not taking it, but the three makes me feel like, at worst, I'm going to get a push. I think this is a tough ball game. Tight. So grab the Packers plus three. Run through the numbers on all those again. Indy, minus three. Chicago Bears, plus seven and a half. Green Bay Packers, plus three. Yeah, always good to have the accountant in there to just sort all the numbers out for us. You know, I mean, look, there's, we got to have some reason uh, for you to be yeah, slapping right. around. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. All right, the picks are in for my man Emil Calamino. So where am I going? Where am I going to go on this one? All right, let's just start off with uh, the, the, the game that we're going to go head-to-head on here in college football. I'm going to start off there, Emil. Uh, Oklahoma is a favorite in this game. Why? Why are they a favorite in this game? You got to ask yourself that question. Um, you say it's name recognition. I'm saying West Virginia, uh, off of that big win at Texas, might not entirely have their head together. I didn't like how they looked at Oklahoma State. Yep, uh, they got themselves, uh, you know, a win against TCU that I guess people are impressed with. But there's not a lot as I go down here through that schedule that really, really impresses me about West Virginia. I could be dead wrong. Meanwhile, since falling to Ohio State, Oklahoma has just been ripping it off. I think they're on a roll. Uh, There's something to them being a favorite here that smells fishy to me. So I'm going to roll with Oklahoma. The next game I'm going to look at is this one down in Los Angeles. It's USC meets UCLA. Um, You were right, I think, in your assessment of this game. Uh, People are getting a little bit out of whack. That was a big game last week, and uh, USC handled Washington. The normal thing for odds makers to do out there is to go throw a whole bunch of cheese on the pizza the next week. Uh, and I think they've thrown too much on here. UCLA, obviously missing Josh Rosen, gives the odds makers another big reason to make them a big underdog here. But you know what? I think UCLA is going to fight. This is the rivalry game. They still have talent there. And I just think two touchdowns, man, is just a little bit too much in this football game because that's essentially, you know, where we're at. What's the number on that? I've got 12. 13 and a half points to the Bruins. I, I, well, I agree right. with so, your pick there. 13 and a yeah, half that's points. Just, uh, that's just a little bit too much. And, it, you know, it still opens the door for uh, USC to win the game but not cover the spread. I think this is going to be your typical battle. All right, next one I'm going to is Kansas State versus Baylor. Hey, remember Baylor? They were a really good team a couple years ago that got, you know, held out of the – uh, college football playoff. Well, they're not that team anymore. They're six and three. And you know, I've got, I feel uh, really good about Bill Snyder and the Kansas State football program. He does a great job there. And just when you start underestimating the guy, he comes up with a big one. Well, they're at Baylor this weekend. Oddsmakers have made them a two point favorite. Five and four Kansas State is a two point favorite against Baylor. Well, Baylor's on a bad three game losing streak. And I think things are starting to come unravel there in Waco. I'm going to go with the more steady program and roll with Kansas State. Uh, I have them at minus two. You could jump in there and correct that for me. They're minus one, by the way. Don't rip yourself off. They're minus one. I'm cheating myself here. So minus one for Kansas State, jumping over into the NFL. You talked about this game a little bit when you were making your fantasy football picks. It's the Bills and the Bengals. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the Bengals right now. Uh, They're just – I don't know what's going on with that team. They're obviously falling far short of what I thought they were going to do. Bengals uh, took one on the chin on a Monday night. Now they got to come back and play a tough Bills team um, on on short rest. I'm going to go with the Bills. The Bills seem to be flowing a little better right now. Uh, taking a look at another game, it's Arizona and Minnesota. Two teams really, really needing a win. I like the direction Arizona is going in a little bit better than what's going on with Minnesota. But both teams 
have been in a little bit of a struggle. Just don't like Minnesota's football team right now. I warned people about this earlier on when they were getting all giddy about Sam Bradford. They don't have a running game, folks. They don't have a running game, and at some point that's going to be uh, in to be a problem, and it has been. Four straight losses. Don't like them here. I think the cards are in a better spot, so I'm going to go with Arizona. Uh, I have a line of pick them. You could correct that for me, Derek. No, Buffalo's plus two and a half in your first game. Arizona's plus two and a half in this game. There you go. Once again, uh, I'm getting I'm getting some more flavor on that. So I like it even more. And then finally, I'm with you on that Sunday night game. Uh, Packers just got hammered. Everyone saw it. And, you know, odds makers try to do some things there. The Redskins, I don't know if they're ready. I think there are going to be some changes for Green Bay. Uh, and I'm not saying personnel-wise. I just think they're going to do – they're going to break some tendencies here because they've got to fix this. They've got to fix it fast. I think Redskins might be a little too happy off of the win uh, against the Vikings. And then they've got the Cowboys next week. A whole lot to be distracted. And um, they might be looking at the Packers like they're primed for the plucking. But Green Bay's not dead yet. So I'm going to take the Packers. And uh, what are we at? Two and a half on that one? So I'm going to take three. The You're getting a full field goal. Don't rip yourself off. You're getting a full well, field yeah, goal. I've got, I, you know, that's why you have an accountant, man. So you don't get yourself ripped off. So I'm going to take the Packers plus three. And that's where I stand. So all the picks are in, man. We've done the fantasy football focus. College football picks are in. NFL picks are in. And I hope you folks enjoyed it. Amos going to take off now. And then I'm going to uh, going to take a break. And when I get back, it's Joshua Wilson. It's time to talk high school football here in the state of Florida, Amos. It's playoff time. And we're into the second round. Big things going Everybody on. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy your football. You, you good luck in your playoff game tonight, okay? Thank you very much, my friend. All right, we'll talk this weekend. Amos out of here. I'll be right back after the break. We're talking high school football here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Stay with us. No matter how hard you try, you can stop us now. No matter how... You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit gridironstuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridEyeStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now, set your profile up, and let yourself be seen. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not a happy, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. Outside interference here. Yeah. Oh, I'm living in a nightmare. But the cream will rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. I am the cream. Yeah, let me say it to yeah. you. Let me say it out loud. The cream of the crop. I am the cream. I am 
The cream, yeah. The cream of the crop! Come on. But I'm piped up. See that boy right up. He piped up. See that girl right up. She piped up. Pipe it up. Pipe it up here on a football Friday. The Gridiron Stud Show. It's going to be a bunch of high school football teams piped up tonight, ready to get down, see who's going on to the next round here in the state of Florida as we have hit round two of the high school football playoffs. Man, this season's just blowing by, but it is here. And when you're talking high school football and the playoffs here in the state of Florida, one of the guys I always love to have on, and he joins me every week, Joshua Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com. Josh, are you piped up? I think I, I think I'll be really piped. I'll really be hyped up when we get to next week when we really get to some of these state semifinals. I mean, I'm hyped up now for some of the matches, but I think some of the matchups that are lurking around for Thanksgiving will be really interesting. Of course, you, I, I think when you really get hyped up is when you get to the state championship game. That's when you get hyped up because you know it's yeah, no, all the yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we had some games go down last night. Um, you know, perhaps we could you know start our discussion off with that. Uh, you know, it started off, uh, you know, Booker T started off, got the couple of early touchdowns, then things were kind of tight there, but uh, no problem in the second half for Booker T as they just totally flexed their muscle on uh, upstart Edison and ran them off the field, 44-14. What do you make of Booker T right now, and uh, how do you like their chances of getting all the way to the end at this point? Well, I, I'm still I'm still on the train of I, I think this is you know they they have a ch- they 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 still can have a chance to go for the five feet you know this is you know I, I'm not writing anybody off here on this one but you know question is who does Booker T get on the foot on the other side of this do they get Coco or do they get Jones and I'm going with Coco I mean I'm just I, I'm just like you know right now I'm thinking and the thing is I yeah this. This matchup, the Booker T has to go to Coco next Coco, Coco next week for that game, so that's going to be fun to see how. One, I'm going to be interested to see what the score comes out tonight from Coco. That is, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be telling us, okay, you know, did 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 Jones improve from that matchup back a month ago to give Coco a better, a more of a game than they did last time, or is Coco going to run them all over again? Because if Coco runs them all over again, then he, you know, it, it's it's going to set up for an interesting scenario next week, you know, because both of those teams are going to want to do battle, you know. I mean, Coco, you know, I mean, you, you, if you if you're in the mind, if you're thinking in the mindset of the Coco Tigers, you know, revenge. You've been going at this for five years straight. You want the revenge. You want everything. You, 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 your your nemesis is Booker T. Nobody else. Yeah, I mean, this is one of you a know, number of. Uh... You know, a, a number of rematches that we had going on. Uh, Booker T and Edison was a rematch. Uh, things went as right. they did in, in the first game. Um, you've got a really huge matchup of uh, a rematch going down in Dade County tonight in the 6A between Northwestern and Carroll City. Northwestern won the first matchup. Let's talk about that, man. What do you think is going to happen here? I just think these are just two such great teams. That team that won that first time is at a serious disadvantage. You know, and that, this is just—you know—the whole, the whole, the whole mindset of this is, is that you know whoever comes out of this game is probably going to be very, very tired. You know, they're gonna—they don't need—they're gonna need—they're not gonna—they're gonna need more than more than six days rest. They're gonna need 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's, whoever wins this coaching staff is going to have a tremendous task getting ready for the next week. Yeah, because no matter no, no matter who wins this game, they got to go to mainland. Both of them, either yeah. one has to go up to Daytona Beach. And, and to be honest with you, being tired, going to make that three-and-a-half-hour trip to Daytona Beach, that to me – Given that mainland is really, really, you know, mainland is, you know, mainland is mainland. You know, we're, we're, there's nothing changed about mainland. You know, it's just, you know, put, put, you know, put the new players in, whoever's going to play the different positions each year and just let them go. You know, that's the way it is. You know, just reload and go. This, yeah. this, this to be for Carroll City and Northwestern, you know, I, I, I like Northwestern to get past this round just because I think they, you know, they turned the corner, you know, where, you know, you know, the, you, you could, but but you know, at the same time, you can say, hey, you, you see flashes in Carroll City that you know this team is over here. They're they're, you know, they're better than their record indicates. You know, and I, I you know, I have to say that I they think, were you hot know, you down the end. They were hot down the road. Right. Um, got you know got hot at the right time. You know, the game against Northwestern aside, um, which what makes this game very very interesting. You know, I just think. Uh, maybe in the end, though, the playmaking ability of Tutu uh, Atwell might be the biggest problem for Carroll City. That and the fact that Northwestern can really, really run the football. Yeah, and that's 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 a, that's, a, that, that's a big thing. And the whole the whole thing is again, you know, who, who the question you know, the question is, is who who's going to make the, which team is going to make the other one tired first and wear them out. You know, I, I think that's the that's the thing because if you can wear down if, if one of them can wear down the other first, they're going to win the game, obviously. But again, it goes back to my point: whoever wins this game is going to just be so dead tired. Are you going to have enough energy to come back and be able to play mainland, go on the road, play mainland next week? I mean, I, I don't get Sebastian River a chance to get through that game with mainland because mainland's just too good. I mean, especially if you look at Sebastian River and how they played last week was a ten it was a ten nothing you know game, and the offense literally did nothing. It was just total defense, you know, going you know both ways between those teams. So right, it, it tells me it tells me it tells me something that the strength of schedule for Sebastian River was not as strong as it should have been. You know, the mm. record might be inflated a little bit, you know, and that right there I think plays a hand in all of this as to why this – I think really, to be honest, it's Mainland's year to come out of the South. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, it just may be. And I, I know you've been fans. touting them. Uh, you've been touting them for quite some time, and the way things are setting up here, uh, it's, it's looking good for Mainland. You know, of course, they got to get by tonight's game, but they will be facing a team mentally and physically worn out. Uh, let me not say worn out, but uh, diminished. Uh, in either Northwestern or Carroll City. Yeah, when you're looking at this, though, I kind of look at this Carroll City versus Northwestern game tonight, kind of like the one that we had go down in 8A last night between Coral Gables and Columbus. Columbus was the winner in in the first game, and Coral Gables comes back in the rematch in the playoffs to win in advance. You see any similarities? It's similarities. You could say there's similarities in that, and you know what? But they say it's usually hard. It's difficult for a team to beat the same team twice in the same season. So you know, you know this this plays a hand. You know, Carroll City could walk away out of this, but you know, Carroll City again knows their their, their task is not going to be easy next week. Ain't going to be easy the week after probably because they'll get Naples or Charlotte if they beat Mainland somehow. So you know, it it, it again, you know the, the 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 thing, you know, you look you look at the Coral Gables Columbus game, and, and I knew that they, okay, you know, that there was going to be a potential that it would be a tight matchup again. Just you know, you, you look at it, 
you, you look at them from the first game. I mean, it was a it was a fourteen seven game. You know, Columbus taking that game. You know, Gables. You know, and I and I expected Gables to get the revenge back. I think Gables, you know, kind of woke up, realized, hey, we didn't we didn't make enough plays to just to win the game. So, you know, they come in this game and they beat them. And and I think you know, Gables has been the better team in that district all along. It's just that Columbus just had a better night that particular game. You yeah, know, and that's, that's what happens thing, here know? in these playoffs. Um, you know, staying down here in the southern part of uh, AD, I think we most um, most everyone expects Southridge to not have a problem with Palmetto. But let's talk about what's going to happen here in Dade County. Uh, people are saying Deerfield Beach over Flanagan. You agree with that? These are the defending 8A champs in Flanagan. Uh, is it going to end for them tonight? You know what? Let me tell you. Let, let me let me tell you something. And this was last week. I had projected Flanagan in the state semifinal. One, okay, let's just talk about that particular region. One, I didn't expect Park Vista to go down. They did, okay. But now you got two runner. You got Atlantic and Palm Beach Gardens in that region in Region Three. For me, in that, and then in the southern half of Region Three, with this Deerfield Flanagan game, I thought Flanagan again would be a probably a good chance to make a run to the state semifinal. But I did not expect them to see them struggle against Piper, and they did. That changed my tune right out the door. I'm like, okay, you struggled against Piper, who relatively, in my mind, did not play as strong a schedule as Flanagan did, and Piper came in and gave y'all a game, and y'all just it took you late to finally pull up, you know, to basically close, you know, steal. Well, the I deal. thought people were kind of down on Piper a little too much for me. I gave them a puncher's chance in that game against Flanagan, um, and and it ended up being, you know, a kind of a little bit of a back and forth there. But I, I could see but where that, you're coming. That kind of makes you nervous about Flanagan. It makes me very nervous about Flanagan, and to this point, you know, I'm going to take. I'm going to take my. I'm going to take my first lick in here in this. I'm not going with Flanagan this week. Give me Deerfield because you know what? I think you know. I expected Deerfield to have a little bit of a tough, you know, a little a challenge with Western because Western, you know, showed it, you know, against Miramar a few weeks back. You know, I expected. Okay, you know what? Western's no joke. Western's going to challenge whoever they get in the first round. Okay, that's so be it. You know, that's happened. Well, you know, I, Deerfield Beach, you know what? Here's Deerfield Beach, the most complete team they probably had probably in school history. You know, this is this is the way you have to look at it. Give me Deerfield Beach now in the bracket because at this particular point, what, you know, you know. It, yeah, you know, I've been looking at Deerfield, and you know what? They're, I think they're better on defense than people realize. They're going to be able to get some pressure on Flanagan when they just when they want to pass the football. I don't know how much Flanagan's going to be able to run the ball. It's going to be a tough sledding offensively for Flanagan, who's had trouble on that side of the ball all season long. We know Flanagan has oh, yeah. a pretty good defense, but Darefield does have a couple guys that can get behind the defense, and it's, I think it's only going to take one or two explosive plays from either side to walk away the winner in this one. Let's slide over into 7A and staying down here. Um, St. Thomas and Dwyer, are you expecting any resistance from Dwyer in this game against St. Thomas? I would love to see Dwyer give Aquinas a game, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on the, I'm still on the path of Aquinas is just going to run through this bracket and they're going to win it. You know, that, that's just, you know, my mindset, but Hey, if Dwyer, if Dwyer somehow pulls off the upset, Hey, we'll be writing about it, but they more and say, Hey, here's three big upsets from round two. Well, you know, I mean, because we had three big upsets from round one. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that, you know, you know, I look at it predicting these games. I don't expect to be 100% correct. I expect to be, you know, most Well, no one should expect that. 100%. I mean, it's football. That's, no, as they say, that's why they play the game. 
<laughs> exactly. And, and this, what, this is what makes it interesting and all that is, they, you know, it just, again, I think, you know, you know, Dwyer's point, you know, Dwyer's point, you know, some all like competition. But I think, you know, again, you look at the schedules, you know, hey, look at the schedule Aquinas has played. It's been way better. Look at who they played. You know, that's, you know what would be interesting thing, you know, for me, for team. someone my age, to see MacArthur, who I swear really hasn't been that good since, my, you know, my childhood. Back, We're going back to the Rhett Brothers days. Uh, to see them possibly move on to a third round. They've got a you know game here against Matter Academy where they are an underdog. But how about it if they could pull off the upset and move on to the next round, probably against a St. Thomas? Well, you know, and, you know, I would. Our, our friend Pinkos actually thinks MacArthur's going to win this one. So Matter Matter might. I, I you know I, I really think MacArthur's going to get through this. But if if, if MacArthur gets to a third round, they're going to be the underdog certainly against the Quinas. You no know, question. That, that's no question about that, and I think you know that, that's huge for MacArthur to start, you know, to get to this point. You know, they were seven and three last year, missed out on the playoffs because of some wacky things in their district. But this year, you know, they go run the table, ten and zero, make the playoffs. I, you know, you know, for MacArthur, I think getting to the round three, hey, you've had a really great season. You've had a better yeah, season no doubt about it. Joshua initially HSFootball.com joins us here on the Gridiron Stud Show talking Florida high school football. Hey, up there in the northern part, you know, well, we don't think that much of it down here in South Florida, but, uh, man, a really good game going to happen in 7A tonight as Lakeland takes on. Okay. I can't hear. Summer's gone, winter's here. But that doesn't mean everyone's putting their t-shirts away. Whether it's the company recreational basketball team, the youth soccer league for the kids, or the Halloween party your buddy throws every year, t-shirts are as much a part of the American culture as Tom Brady deflating footballs. Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay even higher prices. More colors, more costly. The answer? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. Whether it's your 7-on-7 team, your child's birthday party, or the family reunion, you can do it yourself, and they'll look great. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, you can do the wording, whatever you want, print it on your own inkjet paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, and iron it on with your own hand iron. The design or pictures you put on your t-shirts are limited only by your own imagination and creativity. If you dream it up and design it, the paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com can get it onto your t-shirt. 
By the way, don't worry if you haven't done it before. As T-Shirt Supplies has first-rate customer service, they'll help you get the right paper for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them at tshirtsupplies.com. That's T-Shirt, no hyphen, supplies pearl, all one word, dot com. Or call them at 1-877-857-2737. 1-857-85-PAPER. T-ShirtSupplies.com. Go there now. Are you a property owner or want to be one, but you don't have time for property management? Then get an MVP on your team. Who has time for the letting process, for arranging inventories and organizing pre-tenancy cleaning, dealing with deposit negotiation and negotiating with service suppliers and maintenance? No one's got time for that. MVP does, though. Get this MVP on your team. You can rely on MVP property management to offer you an extreme amount of quality and professional services for your money. And because they know that everyone is different, they pride themselves in providing a professionalized service to each and every one of their clients. So how do you get this MVP on your team? It's simple. Pick up the phone and call right now. 844-696-8722. That's 844-MY-MVP-CC. Or send an email to info at mymvp.cc. Get this MVP on your team and start winning today. Football season's here and you want yourself set up for the weekend. Well, the Gridiron Stud Show is the place to be. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. and get the best picks in college and NFL football from Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino. They'll break it down for you, give you a little analysis and a little intelligence. You could do that or you could do this and listen to this. Hey, call me now. I've got the templates for the entire weekend. Call me now on a recorded message that will give you free the Jets versus the Bills, the Lions versus the Cowboys, and the Eagles versus the Bucks. Call me now. I've got winners for you the entire weekend. Absolutely free. 1-800-238-I-WIN. 1-800-238-I-WIN. I've got all the inside info from all the casinos. That are those tickets. Call me free. I've got all the winners. Give them to me. I got them to you. You get them. You got them. I got them. We all got them. No need for that foolishness. Gridiron Stud Show. Every Friday, 10 a.m., Chad Wilson, Abel Calamino give you their top picks in college and NFL, and we win without all the foolishness. No spitting, no yelling. Top plays every week. Tune in every Friday, 10 a.m., Gridiron Stud Show, Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Chad Wilson and Abel Calamino. See you there. All right, we're trying to get things back here. Josh, you on here with me? I can hear you now. How about that? <laughs> All right, it only took us a good 10 minutes plus to get this thing back going. But nevertheless, the show must go on, as they say. All right, uh, where were we? I think we were talking, uh, we were talking the Lakeland. 7A playoff and, uh, and, and the game between Lakeland and Plant tonight. Who do you like in that one? 
Oh, man. You know what? I, I'm i sure you might have seen me earlier in the week being critical about, uh, about you know, with, with this new playoff format coming, that, you know, some of these teams that don't schedule, very, you know, schedule is good. You know, the problem, the thing, and I, I, I've been a little critical of Lakeland's schedule over the last few years, and I think, you know, in, in last year, you know, last year I think Plant, Plant, was a, Plant was a decent team, but Lakeland got them in, you know, in Lakeland. But this is a dad stadium in Tampa. This is the whole, you know, the, 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 the roles are reversed. Kind of tough think, to win you know, in Lakeland, Plant, my friend. I know that personally. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's tough to win in Lakeland, but it's also tough to win in Tampa at dad stadium at Plant High School. So I think, you know, my question now is, is okay, you know, is, is Lakeland is – could Lakeland go in and win this game and shut everybody up about the schedule? Well, you know, if they win this game, I'll shut up about it because really it's it's, it's one of those things. But I, I, I think Plant is a better team. You know, they ruled by Winterhaven, which I think, you know, that shocks some people. You know, I mean, they were literally, I think they had already, they literally just dropped a ton of points on Winterhaven in the first half last week. I don't think anybody saw it coming. I thought it would be a better sure. matchup, but it wasn't. I, I just think Plant is just, you know, Plant Plant kind of sort of, you know, what, what they're doing this year kind of sort of reminds me of the teams they've had, you know, when they made state championship runs, you know, 2011, you know, you know, if it was, I think, 09, you know, was, you know, 2011 was the last one. It, it, to be honest with you, I think, you know, this is a good chance, you know, hey, this is a Plant team that can, can ride, keep on riding, and I really like to think that they're going to do it here, and, Thing, the, the big thing is, is that you know, hey, they'll probably get Vieira next week or something. Like Vieira probably most likely get Vieira for the regional final, and then hey, yeah, I mean, shoot, Plant, Plant actually could be home for the rest of this playoffs. The way yeah, the which would be look. key for yeah. them, uh, given how tough right. it is to win. Yeah, they're in Tampa. That's going to be a big deal for them. Slide back into six A. Uh, you know, we only really talked about that big matchup uh, between Carroll City and Northwestern, and then Mainland possibly being in prime position. But who are we talking about out of the northern part of this thing? Is it Armwood or is, uh, you know, who's who's standing tall in the north? Well, Arm, Armwood's still in it, but, you know, uh, there's, there's a team called Lake Gibson I think that everybody needs to keep a watch on, and Armwood has to go there tonight. So that's that's the thing is I, I, I'm kind of curious as to can Armwood, can Armwood be able to take care of business on the road at Lake Gibson, who is a, a very strong defensive team? You know, they, I mean, they're, they're only giving up seven to fourteen points a game, which is not very many points. You know, and that's that's the thing. You know, and Armwood likes to score thirty plus points a game. So I, you know, the question is, is can Lake can Armwood bend and break the Lake Gibson defense, or can Lake Gibson bend but not break? That's the question. And I think, you know, that's, you know, again, you know, this is why they say they played the game on the field. We're not going to get that answer until they step on the field at 7 30 and, you know, kick off the ball. You know, that's that, that's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, ab- absolutely. No I, doubt about it. Like ball. I said, that's why they play these games. But, We've got uh, down yeah. at 5A, um, ourselves at American Heritage. We've got uh, another one of those rematches, and it's uh, Cardinal Gibbons, both of us. Uh, were easy winners last week. Gibbons ran through Suncoast. No one really expected anything otherwise, 45-7. And uh, we beat up on Westwood, 55-13, setting up the rematch that everyone expected to happen. Um, you know, pretend it's me sitting here. What do you like to happen in that game tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still, you know, I, you know, I look back at you know, you, what American Heritage did to Cardinal Gibbons the first time around. I'm just like, 
I'm, I'm just you know, thinking in my mind, you know what, it's like, you know, this, this probably could be the same scenario again. I, I think, you know, but, but you know, Gibbons could have gotten a confidence boost when they beat Deerfield Beach two weeks ago. So that's the, that's the big thing, you know. It's how much of a confidence boost did they get off that game against Deerfield Beach, winning that game, and then, you know, going mm-hmm. through the first round, taking care of Suncoast. What, what my, my thing is, is though, is I think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if Cardinal Gibbons expected to get to this point this year, you know, under Matt DeBuck, you know, getting that first year, you know, under, you know, you know getting to this point, turning – Turning the whole, turning the flipping the table yeah, upside down and saying, "Hey, Cardinal Gibbons is it was yet another loss in a regular season to American Heritage, but they didn't let that tear them down as it has in the past. Um, this kind of ruined their right. season and they've gone south from there. Um, they continue to be strong, so that's something that's notable there. They did go out and beat Deerfield. They uh, showed no signs of uh, letting up in their first round game against Suncoast. I think it makes the rematch." tonight, um, you know, one that people should pay a lot of attention to. So if you're not doing anything tonight, uh, head on over to West Broward Boulevard and check out American Heritage at American Heritage High School take on Cardinal Gibbons, if I could just do that free plug right there. Um, a, a game that people are talking about, you know, Bishop Moore has been uh, they've been a mainstay in, in this bracket, in this part of the region, either making it uh, to the next round or, you know, uh, making it to state as they did last year. But everyone's talking about Palm Bay. Does Bishop Moore have what it's take to overcome uh, the rising Palm Bay football team? Well, considering I didn't expect them to have as close game as like Merritt Island last week, you know, and Merritt Island right. got pulled off the upset. I'm I, Palm Bay just Palm Bay is one of those teams. They, they they get started early, they get going, and if they either they get going, you know, they 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 score the first points, you know, maybe first fourteen, maybe seventeen points, game over probably because. You know, once Palm Bay gets going, you're not going to stop them. And if you can't stop them early, you ain't stopping them late. So that's the, you know, and that's the that's the thing in my mind. You know, you look at it. That's why they are undefeated. That's, you know, you look at the whole thing. You know, you know, people people don't realize. You know, hey, they beat a state to start off the season. They beat a defending state champion from Colorado. Okay, that mm. that, that to me is. That to me is that, that to me is a good thing because you know you can beat knock off somebody else's state champion from another state and you, you know, now you get your chance to knock off another one in your own state to defend the five A state champion. I, I did. Yeah, I no, think, no, I no think, doubt about it. And you like when you schedule those kind of games. It kind of prepares you uh, for for yes. this time here. I find this one in Region Three interesting as well. Amokley and Dunbar. Uh, you know, I, for some That's reason I find that to be a very interesting game. Yeah, and that's another rematch, right? Deer District Five A Twelve. But you know that that one that one could that one could be an interesting one. That one could open up to being a high scoring affair. I mean, that that one that you know those teams down there in Southwest Florida they can open up high scoring affairs, and it, you you wonder who's going to win mm-hmm. the game, and you don't figure it out until the clock hits zero. So you know this is one of those games. I think that's a that, that's the thing, and I think, you know, Michael would like to get to the regional finals for the first time since, I think it was 2012, you know, that would be, you know, since they played for state title that year, I think they would like to get to the, you know, thing, but Dunbar, hey, just, you know, it's, you know, I think Dunbar technically is really the better team here, you know, in in this case, you know, they because Dunbar won the shootout, and Michael was the runner-up in that when they had the tiebreaker shootout. I, it, just to be honest, I, I think it's, you know, you know, who who overcomes out of that one though? That's just you know in my mind. They're running know, into Jesuit. Yeah, everyone's afraid of Jesuit. They're running into Jesuit. Twelve last week against Gibbs. 
yeah, you, you're running the Jesuit. I, I'm just, I, yeah, yeah, nice to get you to the regional final, but see you later. You know, you're you're probably off the door after yeah. that. You know, that that that's that's the way I'm looking at it. It's like you know, and and and, and some of it, I I say, you know what, some of these teams have kind of start scheduling a couple of tougher games, even if you just drop. In my mind, for most teams, if you're playing a cup, if you're playing a bunch of cupcakes, drop one or two. You can still have a couple on there, but drop one or two and just make your schedule just a little bit tougher. Know who you're, know who you're going to play. You know that you know know that you're going to be getting a better quality team that you want to play. You know that's the thing in my mind is that you know it's yeah, it's, you know some coaches about quality just, you got to put yourself out there and be willing to lose uh, a regular season game or a couple of regular season games, knowing that you'll you'll. You'll get your money back on your investment when it gets around to this time of the season. Sliding over into 4A, yeah, exactly. we already talked about, you know, at length about what's going to happen down there in the south of what we think is going to happen. But tonight it's Bulls versus Reigns. That's that's Ooh, that man. That, that 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 this is this is this is Bulls versus Reigns part two. You know, this is, this is pretty much we have the same conversation every year. It seems like hey, we got yeah. part one in the regular season, then we get to part two in the in the thing, and this might be the last time we see it like this because there's a good chance that Bulls might end up in Class Five A next year. So because of, of the new of the new format, so the question mm-hmm. is, is though, is okay, what what's going to happen? I you know I think Reigns is taking this in stride. They looked at it as a way to be a better team. They did that last year, certainly getting to the state championship game, but, you know, Bowles is better. Bowles is, I think, you know, in my mind, Corky Rogers is looking like, hey, you know what? Maybe this might be my last year. Who knows? <laughs> you know, if, 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 if I'm in the mind, if, 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 if yeah, I'm thinking, I, I don't think anyone really story, has think, a true insight on that. He's just going to, exactly. you know, keep giving us the head fake here. Uh, and I guess when he really right. feels like he doesn't have the energy for this, that's when he'll bow out. But 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 I also say this. I sometimes think that Corky wants to go out on top. Well, you know they're undefeated. You know they got a chance. You know you might get. You're probably going to get to the, to the state championship game. You're going to get Booker T. Question is, can you stop Booker T? Well, this team might be able to. But you know this is the thing. But we got to get through range first. And range, the last meeting was a 24-23 game, tight tight ball tight matchup there in Jacksonville. I expect another one point game here. To be honest with you, because. This is this is you know that when it comes to this kind of playoff game like this between these two teams, they leave it all on the field. That's how. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I think that's just that might be the game of the northern part of uh, of Florida tonight down here in three A. You know what? Maybe three, four, five weeks ago, no one would have given Chaminade a chance, but they go out and they smash Cardinal Newman forty-two to nothing, and maybe someone. Maybe some folks out there are thinking this game tonight might be a tighter affair than what they originally thought as they take on Oxbridge. Do you give Chaminade a chance to get by this this opponent tonight? Oh, man, you, you know, I, I you, you know I looked at it this way, and then when I posted the three A preview a little earlier earlier in the morning here, I, I looked at it and I said, you know what, Chaminade, I, I would have expected Chaminade to probably run the table to get, get get to the state championship game, but, you know, maybe not win it all, but get to, get to, get to, get to Orlando. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, after all the stuff that Oxbridge went through during the summer, right. but the way Oxbridge has played this year, you know, considering that their only loss is the IMG Academy, which we'll, we'll, we'll put a little asterisk next to that because, you know, if you look at the rest of the schedule, you, you realize that they, Oxbridge has dominated those games. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the thing in my mind is I'm not sure if Shamanon is going to be able to stand, be able to hold up totally to what Oxbridge is going to give. Of course, a lot of people you know, put, put a little side note here. This game is this game is going to be a night game, 7:30, but it's not being played at Shamanon. It's being played at Cooper City. So there, there you go. So you know that 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 one's going to be fun to watch. Well, not see. too so, far for the Shamanon faithful to travel. Um, you know that that's right. That's what maybe maybe five to ten minutes away from most of their fans. So they'll pack the house, but maybe you're not just as used to things. Um, we'll see how much that matters, but um, I, I think the game became a little bit more interesting um, when Chaminade came out, and, and you know, I, I, no one expected them to lose the Cardinal Newman, but the way in which they won was impressive. Putting up the shutout, putting up forty yes. something points, um, it makes it interesting. A couple of Central Catholics going to battle it out tonight. Are you Melbourne or are you Clearwater? You know, you know, I'm still Clearwater at this point because boy, Melbourne. You know, I talked to a couple. I talked to one person up there with Melbourne near Melbourne Central Catholic. Just looking at it, he's, he he was on the call for the game. He he looked at it. Just, there were just silly mistakes Melbourne Central Catholic was making, and he's afraid they're going to make them again this week against you know a a much better Clearwater Central Catholic team. Even though our even though our buddy Pinkos. As, as you know, as put, put Melbourne Central Catholic here by a fourteen point favorite. I was surprised I'm, uh, to see him pick yeah, Melbourne. Um, you know, I know it's all computer related, but the computer said Melbourne. Yeah, that's this is it. I, I, I'm I'm still on the edge of Clearwater Central Catholic here because I think Clearwater Central Catholic is a better overall team in the in in this sense. Don't get me wrong, Melbourne Central Catholic has totally shut up everybody it seems like you know thinking oh this will be a rebuilding year they're gonna have to they gotta get some things straight before they're really a contender and now hey melbourne central catholic wins the night they're going to their first state semifinal game in school history so the, the you know it's it's it, it's kind of like you're you're on the verge of history but clearwater central catholic's been on that other side of history they know what it's like they know what it takes yeah so, no, you know, no, that's, no that's doubt that's about thing. it all right well we'll have to leave the high school football talk uh, there for this week, we'll we'll uh, we'll get back in and talk some 1A and 2A next week uh, when you're back on again because it's going to be big time uh, when hey, next hey. week rolls around. So um, definitely yeah, well, appreciate you having me on. There's some really great matchups tonight. Also, oh, yeah. hey, as well as the upset upset alerts, you got to look out for the upset alerts tonight. There's always some each and every weekend. Um, and and again, there's some really really great games. Bowls and rains up top. That's going to be big time. Got to oh, be yeah. looking out for that. Yeah, so oh, listen, yeah, Josh, really appreciate you coming on and talking high school football here with us on the Gridiron Stud Show. Hey, I appreciate it, Chad. Hey, I'll have a turkey sandwich with me next week on the side probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You and I both, man. Thanks for joining us. That's Joshua Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com. Uh, you got to go check out the website if you love high school football. If you're in a Florida high school football, FloridaHSFootball.com. Go there, check it out. Playoff brackets, predictions, previews. You name it, they've got it there on the site right now. All right, well, we've reached the end of another Football Friday edition here of the Gridiron Stud Show. Always fun uh, to do this. You know, you got to kick off. You got to kick off your weekend right. And if you've listened to the Gridiron Stud Show, that's exactly what you've done. So I want to thank uh, my guest Joshua Wilson for coming on. I want to thank my co-host Emil Calamino for coming in and making it fun for me here as we did the college football and NFL football predictions as well as the fantasy football focus so get on that we've been hot in that one lately if you're listening on the archive version we appreciate that as well 
If you enjoy the Gridiron Stud Show, tell a friend, man. Bring another, bring a friend with you. We're back on on Monday to wrap up all this good stuff that's going to happen in college football and high school and NFL football. We're back to wrap it up on Monday. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show. I'll never look into your eyes again. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit 